the show. I'm Thanks so excited for having to have me. you here. I feel like we met a long time ago. Yeah. Like years ago. At least three, right? At least three. Yeah. And I have been wanting to have you on the show ever Aww. since. I just... I admire you so much. That's so nice. Thank you. <laughs> I like to let people introduce themselves because okay. I feel like it's super annoying to hear a bio about yourself that someone yeah. else just found online. Okay. So tell Fair. us a little bit about yourself and who you are, and that can mean whatever you want it to mean. Okay. Ugh, I hate being asked this question. Um, <laughs> I'm a recipe developer, I would say. Amazing. And I got that start through doing social media content creation. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. So tell me... Like, let's talk about how you got into food because okay. I just feel like it's such obviously an integral part of all of your social yeah. media content, but you do do a couple other things. Yeah. You have some like other types of content, but it's mostly food related. Yeah. Like what was the bug that bit you? How did you get into this? Like what was the You want to go like way, way back or when I started doing it more professionally? Let's go way, way back. Okay. I want to know like way, way the back. whole tea. Food has always been like such a huge part of my life. Yeah. I grew up in a highly cultural environment and I think like... Eastern cultures specifically lean on food to bring people together. And like that was like kind of all I saw growing up. My mom's family comes from farmers from Songea, which is like a region in East Africa. Okay. And so like I think food is really like in their blood. My grandmother and all her sisters, phenomenal cooks. My grandmother lived with us when I was really young. And so I was kind of always in the kitchen with her, spending time with her. I was like yeah. her like sous chef, I think. So that was like my first introduction to cooking. Um, and then I would watch Food Network a lot with my family. Um, that would that would be like our like weekend like I background TV situation. Um, and I think that's what taught me about American food. Um, and then I've had always been like cooking and making things like throughout my entire childhood. Um, I loved baking. I definitely got like bit by that bug through YouTube. I was like. I've given an iPad a little too early. They were like um, tasty videos on BuzzFeed. Yeah, 100%. Like, like YouTube, like scrolling. <laughs> I was making soap, I remember. Oh my and, God. and cupcakes. That I was like it. my yeah. thing. And I was making soap that looked like cupcakes Obsessed. as well. And then selling it at school. And I would have been like your number one fucking customer. <laughs> and like, then I, I love, my school, I called my mom like, she can't, she she can't, can't like, start a run a business. School. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> no, literally. I would have been your number one customer. I love the bitches that sold shit. I, I always was like trying to get people to buy something or the other. So that was kind of like intro. Then fast forward. I don't know what happened. I think that like, I just like fell off of it. I think, I, I don't know. Honestly, like I think I had a friend that was doing it mm. and that threw me off. Yeah. Like I didn't want it to affect our friendship. Yeah. So then I just stopped baking entirely. Still was cooking. If you scroll back, like and recently someone was like, are you going to like clean up your Instagram like with your cookbook coming out? And I was like, you know what? That's that's like a good idea. It was like one of my best yeah. friends. And I, I scrolled all the way back. And like literally, I think like 2014, maybe 2016, there's like me making food videos. I'm obsessed with that. That's it's, so they're sweet. They're so cringe. That's so cute So, though. so cringe. So like I've always been doing yeah. it. Like I always like to make food, like capture it. I like was, I think 12, I think when Instagram came out. So like my formative years were very much so like Instagram. Yeah. And I so it's it. always been like something that I enjoyed doing. And then I went to college. I sort of, I got a, <laughs> I got a scholarship to business school. And so my parents were like, you're not doing anything else. Yeah. And so I like entered college as a finance major and that kind of like threw me off anything creative. Mm -hmm. I was still like trying to intern in like marketing and editorial though. So I was like flexing that muscle, the cooking, just kind of stopped. I moved to the city. It's so inconvenient to cook here. Yeah. Um, and 
then COVID hit. And I think that's when I like really reclaimed my love for food. And I also started sharing it yeah. online. And that's kind of when everything picked up like that. I love this story. I'm so glad you took me all the way back. Yeah, I know, because like... my dad is a chef and he always says Ooh. he can tell when some that when a woman cooked something because Ooh. there's because he's, he says men cook for competition and women cook for mm. heart and to feed yeah 100 for culture and for family yeah and he says there's so much more passion that goes into a dish when a woman makes it yeah. because men cook to compete and i've oh, i just love that all of your like cooking influences i know all were women like your grandmother i also think though that that gave me a funky relationship with food because yeah. i couldn't see it outside of this like domesticated action mm. that was like rooted in serving other people. Yeah. This is really serious. No, no, no. <laughs> I like that. I was going to ask you about your personal relationship yeah. with food because I I felt like I've never... I feel like I talk about a lot of people's relationship with food with them, but I've never spoken about that with someone who, like, develops recipes yeah. and cooks for a career. Like, what has your relationship with food been like? Like, eating-wise, fine. It's definitely, like, the notion of food as being, like deeply misogynistic that like yeah. rubs me the wrong way because like other than like if you're like a male professional chef especially like when you come from eastern cultures like so many women are forced to cook to yeah. feed other people they have no choice and it's not even like it's like a choice or not it's just like oh this is like this is a, a, like a feminine action mm. this is what it means to like take care of a house you have to feed people you have to cook yeah. so much of the agency behind it is stripped away and i think that like that hurts me yeah. you know what i mean and that's why only more recently have I come to terms with the idea of cooking to feed people. I think before that, the reason why I latched on to recipe developing and content creation like with food is because it was like so deeply ingrained in me. Yeah. Like, I'm going to teach you how to cook. You're going to do it yourself. Mm. I'm going to cook for myself and you're going to cook, cook for, for yourself. yourself. I'm not going to feed you. Yeah. Because, like, I can do more than feed just feed mm. you. But inherently, that in itself minimizes, like, the grand action that all of these women who fed me my whole yeah. life like have been doing they've been doing so much more than like cooking for me you know what I mean mm. so I like have tons of conflicting thoughts about like what cooking for other people means is it I mean agency is at the root of it all like if they're doing it because they want to it's fine totally um but that's always been sort of the tricky thing that I find with cooking is like so many women like it's, it's hard to like profit off of something and like enjoy it when I know that so many people who've done this in the past and have even taught me have never been given that glory yeah. just because like it's seen as such a behind the scenes thing that like oh I'm just going to show up for dinner but mm. I'm not going to think about like what Ooh. all of the steps it the took work. you to get to this point where like I'm eating the food that you've yeah. made that is so. such an interesting thing that I've never taken a minute to think about because I grew up in a house with a mom that couldn't cook like oh. it's not like the typical like oh my dad doesn't know how to cook or he mm. sucks at cooking or all he can do is grill yeah. it was like a very atypical thing for, I feel like, white suburban American family yeah. to have a mom that doesn't know how to mm. cook at all. Yeah. I love my mom to death. But yeah. she married someone who was a chef. Yeah, you, why would Why you? would she? <laughs> and so I think I, I've always had mm. men feeding me throughout oh, my life. That's so unique. It's so unique because my brother's also. So okay. it's my brother and my dad. And they both love to cook. And my uncle, yes. <laughs> and then my so dad's nice. dad. So it was all of those men feeding yeah. me. I've oh. never really had like, I love that for you. Yeah, I know. It's such an but interesting caring thing. men in your life. I know, seriously. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, my dad is like really. I think he shows like generosity and loving care yeah. through food okay. and feeding people. Yeah, but I'm not a. I'm 
I'm okay. Like, yeah. if I cooked for you, you wouldn't be like, this is disgusting. Yeah. You would be like, this certainly isn't, like, as good as yeah. you could be. Is it, like, it's probably not your favorite thing to do not either. Not my favorite thing to yeah, do either. Yeah, exactly. But it's really interesting because I've never really thought about those points because yeah. I've, I never had that experience. I also think they're, like, super rooted in, like, Eastern culture. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, the idea of, like, the woman staying at home and, like, taking care of the family and, like, yeah. like automatically food falls into that. Like, my dad actually loves to cook. Yeah. But it's just never been, like, what he believed his like focus should be on like he's a doctor he has like just always spent his time working outside of the house my mom works now but when we were growing up she was very much so at home and that was just kind of like the way they thought their lives should should be my mom loves to cook she comes from a family of people who love to cook and like they very much so do gather around food Mm. but my dad loves it as much, like just as much. Do you know what I mean? It's just not, not something now like that. He's slowed down a little bit. He's he'll like help my mom in the kitchen and like want to like want to get involved. And yeah, he loved to watch food network with us and stuff, but it just was never some like an interest he was ever able to turn into a hobby because it just didn't seem like something he should be doing. So in terms of food network now, I'm just curious, (laughs) like what are your favorites and like what show do you think you would like be amazing on? Okay. Mm, Interesting. I don't know. I was never really into the competition shows unless they were those like late night, like super huge competition. Like they're making like, like this massive crisp, you know, those like bake off yes. ones where they're Great like British getting, baking yeah, show, that kind all of that vibe. stuff. Otherwise like Sandra Leaf or the humor of her alcoholism yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> um, I also like that she like, I feel like I actually cook a lot like her, like mm. in the like semi homemade kind of like, trying to keep things fast, easy. Yeah. Um, and I love that she liked to, like, tablescape. I thought that was really cute. Yeah. Um, Garden is just, like, great for learning basic techniques. Basics. Yeah, like, it's, like, elevated basic, very, like, everything's presented very chic. Her flavors are right. Like, there's nothing jarring happening on Ina Garden's yeah. show. It's very digestible for people who yes. are, like, I don't know where to start. Exactly. 30-Minute Meals, I also watched a lot. That gave me anxiety. You know <laughs> but, what gave me anxiety, too? Like a timer? Like, I'm just yeah, trying to, like... like mm, maybe let's not. But I I learned a lot of service and utility from watching that show. Like, mm. that is how so many people cook. Like, they're just trying to get dinner on the table. Yeah. So, like, if we're talking about function, it was really helpful to mm. have seen that show because, like, I feel like it taught me efficiency in the yeah. kitchen. You know what I mean? So... Those those three are like the ones that stick out the most. I'm trying to think if I watched anything else. Like, mm, I think that's it. That's it. Yeah, I, I like those. Yeah, those are like the classics from that like yeah like 2000 late 2000s that era yeah that era yeah. So oh, Giada De Laurentiis. Oh Can't Giada, her. my mom was yeah. a Giada stand. Like yeah. not that she Who ever like it? my mom just liked to watch <laughs> yeah, her. Same. I have a Giada cookbook in my apartment. <laughs> like don't know what I'm gonna yeah. do with it, but no, she's love her. yeah, she's great. She's great. Yeah. That that was a staple for me. So you do a lot. You create a lot of like East African type of recipes, yes. and that's really like what you would say is your wheelhouse. I would say that's what got me started. Okay. I do like to pull on like. I wouldn't say my cooking is fusion, but I do like to like pull on those nostalgic, comforting. Mm. I think like food ultimately like when it's at its best makes you feel something. And for me, like nostalgia is a huge part of that. Like I want I want everything I cook to feel like vaguely familiar. So I think that's more why I pull on those flavors is like my family's East African and Indian. And like that's the cooking. My mom didn't make like she had like a few, like she would make like Cajun salmon and fettuccine Alfredo, mm-hmm. really random lasagna. 
tacos, like fajitas, like a few random things that were outside of like our cultural food. Yeah. Um, so that's the food that I like have the most nostalgia attached to it is like a meat curry, like a, a chicken curry, re- lots of rice, like small condiments, like that kind of stuff is the stuff that I know the most. And so I always try and pull on that. But I obviously have been eating in America like my whole yeah. life outside of the home. And so kind of combining those two is like the way that I see my cooking style. Do you have any favorite recipes that you've developed that you feel like have touched a lot of people or a lot of people have like given you feedback? Like I made this and I loved it. Oh my God. Uh, There's like, honestly, like, so there's like on TikTok, definitely the more basic ones. Like I have a carrot cake recipe that people love and like, it's one of my favorites as well. Um, And then from like the food media side of things, like the more traditional media, People really love, um, I make this, uh, I make this, it was actually inspired by a dish I had at a restaurant in Dubai. They're like gyoza. Okay. That like are pan fried, but given like the treatment of like mantu, which are like dumplings. So like they get, they're like set on yogurt and they get like a chili butter with pine nuts. It's really, really delicious. Yeah. But like you don't, they're like, they are like store-bought dumplings, but prepared in a different way than like just like a soy sauce dipping sauce kind of vibe. So so a little bit more interesting, a twist on like something you might have heard of and know, but like approach differently. And again, super fast and simple, like use the store-bought dumplings. Why not? I think it's really special that you're cooking because it combines aspects of your culture, you get to teach people something new without even like, I mean, of course you're realizing it now because you can see the feedback, but I'm sure at first when you're just cooking these dishes, like you're teaching people about flavors, ingredients, dishes that they didn't know about. And that's such a special thing to be able to say, like, that's what I get to wake up and do. It's really, it's, it's really interesting. Honestly, I think about it in the inverse of like people that are familiar with these flavors, like finally getting to see it. You know what I mean? Like, while there are so many people that I'm sure are learning, I'm more excited to be able to, like, give show, a voice. like, yeah, get, n- not give a voice, but more so, like, if if you grew up eating mantu, for example, and then you see it prepared like this, you're like, oh, shit, like, I could do that. I could do that. Because, like, a lot of the food my grandma and my mom cooked for me growing up just, like, is deeply intimidating from, like, a time perspective. Like, it's delicious. I want to eat it. I just don't have that kind of time to make it. But, like including like something like a Montu takes a lot of time. It's like, like a quite laborious process in my mind. But if I can get like meat in a dumpling, like that's half the work's done. Yeah. And so like, I hope that like when people see that recipe, they're like, Oh, that's smart. And like, I know those flavors and like, I, I want to, I also, I'm going to get that nostalgic feeling from cooking this it's dish. It's like a hack. Like, I'm going to get the yeah. nostalgic feeling. I'm going to feel seen through this dish, but yeah. it's not going to take me all of the time that I might not have. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about Bone App. Because okay. you worked there, right? Yes. I just left. You just left. What was it like working there? I've always loved seeing your recipes pop up, whether yeah. it was just like on their page or your own. Yeah. What What was the process like of like getting that role and was that something you always wanted or was this like something that happened based on your socials or I guess what was the journey like definitely something I always wanted oh sorry oh you're good definitely something I always wanted um the idea of working in food media was something that always appealed to me I just didn't really know how people got there like everything uh, like especially as a kid seemed like you had to work in restaurants to get to like anywhere yeah and my parents were like hard no on the culinary school. So like I just I just kind of like 
gave up on that as an idea. Yeah. Um, and then through like all through posting and social, the former social media editor for Bon Appetit found my videos and like set up an intro call kind of thing. And then I did, I did like a cook through of like a random recipe for Andy and Chris Morocco, who were both like trying to build out the food team at that time. Um, and then fast, it was like six months later, he, Chris Morocco emailed me being like, we have an open position and we'd love to like to interview for it. So it was very organic and not like, fast at all I never really like formally like applied for the position um but I learned so much from that like zero regrets very unique opportunity um it really shaped the way that I cook now and I think the way that I'll probably cook forever can you speak to like how or like what transformations or changes did you notice what kind of lessons did you take from that I think it's just like when you're thinking about food on that scale at, th- at that level, there's so much intention, right? Like what service are we providing? Why are we like, for example, I want to use like coconut or oil- coconut milk, ghee and olive oil in a recipe. Why is there three forms of fat? Like just thinking about the recipe holistically with within the lens of ease and like makeability, like there's so many recipes on the internet that like I simply would not make hmm. like, they're, they're not, like, thought of for the home cook. Why are you telling me to use a half can of coconut milk? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do with the other with half? With the other yeah. half, it's going to go to waste. Exactly. Yeah, it makes like, sense. to think about, like, cooking holistically and, like, basically the meal and the utility of it is something that, like, Bon Appetit taught me. Like, I can make something delicious, but does it make sense as a recipe for a home cook? I don't know. You know what I mean? So Totally. Like, also translating recipes from chefs into recipes for home cooks sort of it just makes you like a hyper home cook. I yeah. think like even if you have the skill, like above average skills, like it makes you think about like all of the processes, the times like, okay, is there any way I could like reserve this bowl? So I have like one less dish, like just being really smart about recipe developing is something that I picked up from working there for sure. Do you ever see yourself going into like commercial cooking and like opening a restaurant or something like that? Or do you think that like your wheelhouse and home is, you know, I love home cooking. I also like love, I like what, I like what like cooking at home means like yeah. for family and like for just like, I don't know. There's something about like people taking the time to like do something good for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if I can encourage you to like take care of yourself, yeah. like that makes me happy. And like, I know that like, if you make this meal and you sit down and you eat it and you've gone through that process and you've done something like deeply intentional for yourself, like you're taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Sure. You're probably taking care of other people in the process too, but like at the most basic level, you feeding you is you taking care of you. Yeah. So that like makes me want to stick with the home cook. I would one day love to own a cafe. Like I could, so I see really it. want to do that just because like, I love the, the one thing that I feel like is missing from my career is like the human interaction. Like mm. DMS don't do it for me. You like, need to be face to face. Yeah. Like I want to talk to you about food. I want to talk to you about what you like, what you don't like. Like I want to engage with people like in that, like in that way. And I don't think that like social media can fully give that to you. Like, and I think if I own something that felt more like, like just like a way for me to like create and have like 
somebody receive it. Like if I changed the menu all the time and like was cooking and like had some, like people around, you know what I mean? Like it would, it would just, just be camaraderie community. Yeah, exactly. So that's hopefully one day in the cards manifesting I it. it. I have to like think it through like properly, but I do want to own something food related but not in a commercial way. Like yeah. I wouldn't want to scale it at all. It would you wouldn't be, want to yeah. make a chain. You'd want just no. one spot. I love yeah. that. Because cafe culture is so important. Like people find home at cafes. Oh, me, I do. Me, same. Yeah. I'm such a cafe girl. Yeah. Like through and I'm through. like always like constantly thinking like I'm here right now. I'm like, where, where can I go that's near here? Like, that has a good yeah, coffee. That has good coffee and like has a good vibe. Like curating like a comforting vibe at, at a cafe is like so underrated. It's so underrated. Yeah. Like do you ever go in a cafe and you're like, oh, this isn't it? Yeah. Or you go to one and you're like, well, I can't do work here. Like yeah. you have to find there's the perfect different, one. Yeah. There's, there's like, yeah, 100%. I agree. Do you have a favorite cafe in New York City? Or in Brooklyn, I love Rhythm Zero for working. Like okay. For a work cafe, the vibes are immaculate. Ooh, it's like tall ceilings, huge communal table that you like can work from your laptop Ooh, I love, on. I love a communal table. The coffee table. is great. Like it's just everything's right. Like you don't feel stuff. Like sometimes in the city, the co- like coffee shops are yes. obviously smaller and you can feel suffocated and then yeah. you're like crouching over like a machine. Yeah. But over there, because the ceilings are so tall, like and the they have huge windows like the light just pours in like it's just such a good good energy there have you been to laughing man cafe in tribeca i haven't okay kind of similar energy way more like run through like in the early morning with like businessmen and families that live there that said okay once you oh wait yes i have been here it's like they have the cute outside area the the concrete or the like steel steps and then it's big so yeah in the back they have all the seating right yeah i have been there it's huge and the coffee's good yeah, and I love it because I always good. know I can get a seat. Mm. Tables are fine. Yeah. Like the coffee's good. It's yeah, a great yeah, vibe, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Um, but to your point about home cooking, I like don't do a lot of cooking. It's just okay. like not my favorite thing. Why? But, Can I ask you? Oh, that's such a good question. I think it's a, a grouping of things. Okay. I think one, I was always being fed. Okay. I was never taught anything. Okay. Which is like such a lucky privilege yeah, yeah, that yeah. I had um, growing up in restaurants and in family businesses. And then I, in college, had eating disorders. Okay. So I was like afraid. I was yeah, like scared. You just didn't, yeah, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then once I like recovered from that, and it was 2020, and then I went to grad school, and things are crazy. And now things have slowed down to the point where like I want to try my hand. It just like never felt. Yeah. It obviously for like the mental health reasons that I didn't. And then I almost felt like it was something I like what almost wasn't allowed to yeah, do. Like, yeah, yeah. Not something for me. Yeah. So there was a recipe I saw on TikTok, and it was pumpkin vodka sauce yeah. and I was like that looks so good like yeah. just the way that she like put it on the pasta I was like I need to have it <laughs> and so I made it yesterday okay how was it was it? easy to do okay I think that my one thing and my parents were like we're so proud of you it's like so embarrassing that like I could literally win the Nobel Peace Prize and they'd be like good job but if I cook a meal for myself they're like we're yeah. so proud of you <laughs> I like worked so hard on making it I was uh-huh. like so pumped about it um, the one thing that I think I need help with is just seasoning and spices. My brother and dad always say, you know, obviously like when you're a cook and you, you're a recipe developer, you know, this, like you just know how to season things yeah. and it's like such an acquired skill. They, my brother and dad always say people are scared of salt yes. and they put way too little. little. That happened to me. Yeah. I think for sure. Cause there was like some flavor missing and it was a hundred percent the salt. Honestly, like 
salt is the biggest. It just makes everything taste more like itself. Like, why yes. wouldn't you want that? I'm just afraid to oversalt something. Yeah, fair. If, honestly, I'd rather oversalt it than under. I'm not even going to That's gonna what lie. my brother and yeah. dad say. And I was like, I just don't know. And then I like <laughs> had also bought the unsalted butter because I was like, yeah. I want to put unsalted butter in this in case. Like, I don't want to make it too salty. <laughs> but the other flavors were great. Like, I did enough basil, enough cracked red pepper. Okay. But I just like couldn't get it right with the salt. I feel like honestly, I need a skill for that. Do it. My best advice for people who are like scared with of salts is to do it frequently with the little amount that you do. You okay. know what I mean? So like if you feel like, oh, this is enough, like I'm like a Yeah. But if you're like, oh, this, do yeah. that like eight times instead okay. of the one big one. That makes so sense. So like anytime you add something new, so like for example, I'm assuming you started with some like garlic and onion. Yeah. At some it was point. like shallots and yeah. garlic. Just salt that. And then when you add the pumpkin, salt, salt that. that. Like salt each element like lightly so that at the end like you have the total amount that you would usually just like do that makes sense the other problem I have is timing so I like called my brother I was like well first of all I was texting like my brother my dad and Jeremy Shack being (laughs) like like, this is like a whole like production like fucking 15 people I'm like how much pasta water do I save I'm so fucking scared of making it like like loose yeah and my brother was why though I Loose pasta is delicious. Like, no, you're right. I was just like <laughs> afraid of it. I'm just like afraid of the concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother was like, pasta water is one of the things that you can like course correct. Like if you happen to put too much, like there's a way to like, yeah. I'll tell you how to course correct if you need to. Yeah. And he was like, and Jeremy and him were like, both said <laughs> reserve a fourth cup of wa- of pasta water. Oh, wow. I was like, that's a fuckload. A but fourth cup? A f- like Literally a fourth cup. They're like, reserve a lot. Like whatever. I would have told you to do two cups. Like, you would have told me to just, like, yeah, go like, for it. like, two ladlefuls. Yeah, so, like, basically, <laughs> so this is what happened. Then, they were, like, a fourth cup, like, go easy with it, and then we'll see. The sauce was, like, fucking thick. It looked like mashed yeah, potatoes. Yeah, a fourth cup is nothing. So, it looked, no, 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 it looks like, when it was in the pan, it kind of looked like a loose mashed potato. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. this is fucking thick. Like, mm. it definitely needs the water. Like, I cannot believe this is, like, <laughs> only a thing, because, like, TikTok people are, like, salt your, or yeah, yeah, yeah. pasta water in the pasta sauce. Like, unless you're a cook, people don't know to do yeah. this crazy because i didn't <laughs> i'm like holy shit i had to put i did end up putting like three-fourths of a cup yeah it was still like a thick sauce it was really good like so it worked I out i take one of those like glass measuring cups and dunk it in the pasta water yeah and that's like what i save it's yeah. usually like two cups i just hadn't i just have no idea about timing yeah. so i said to my dad like what am how am i supposed to time it uh, of course, I had to like bring in reinforcements. Like I didn't want to trust just one of them. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. never know. No. Like I texted Jeremy, "How much pasta water do I save?" And he texted me back, "Ask your dad." And I was like, "Don't be a little <laughs> shit." I already did, by the way. Like I'm asking several people for help. So then my dad was like, "Just make the sauce. Yeah. Turn it off the heat. Make the pasta. Put the sauce on low heat when the pasta is done. Yes. Then put the hot pasta, the pasta water, the butter, and the cheese into the pan with the sauce." But I'm like. Whoa, like I wouldn't just like know that. Like the timing is such a difficult thing. Specifically though, because like if you want to make it well, it needs to happen kind of fast. Like pasta is trickier than most people think because like sure you could like drain it all off and keep the pasta ready and then make the sauce, but then you end up with like a like mass of pasta that's like stuck together and then you need extra pasta water to Yeah. So like it there is like several variables to consider when it comes to making pasta. So don't, yeah, don't be, I can't, I'm gonna like, (laughs) since I have all the ingredients now, I'm going to do it again. Okay. Like go for it around two. Like we'll see my, my, if I were you, I would set the pot of water to boil, chop up all the things like me's everything. 
once you drop the pasta, assuming you're using something that takes like eight to 15 minutes. It's gluten-free because oh, I'm gluten-free. So it takes so longer. Yeah, yeah, it takes a tiny bit longer, but yeah. not much. So then, and then start the sauce, keep it on low and like keep a lot of pasta water. And if you feel like your, your sauce is burning because it's been too long, add pasta water to the sauce to like halt the cook. Because like if you think about boiling water, so smart. it reaches it a cap temp. Right, like so water right. can't go higher. I think it's like 212 degrees. Water can't go higher than that. Like boiling water oh is a max, this. max is out at 212. So if there's water in anything that you're making, the max temp is 212. You're fully woman in STEM right now. This is a <laughs> fucking, like, I know cooking is a science, but it's like, like actually like hard. Especially with like a pasta sauce that's like mostly. Yeah. So put like water in there, it'll cap out, it'll stop the cook process. You can put the heat low and you'll basically like, not like shock everything that's happening there, but the temperature will drop. It'll drop. Yeah, significantly. Because I was worried about burning tomato paste. My yeah, brother was like, if you, you burn can. tomato paste, it's bitter and blah, blah, blah. And I'm yeah. like, well, give me some advice on how I don't do yeah, that. Yeah, just add water slowly, 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 and it'll keep it at like a mid-temp. All right, we're going to take a quick break to talk about one of our partners. I'm in my cooking era. I'm doing the best I can. And I have been using HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. It's America's number one meal kit. Honestly, I should have been a Libra because I am so indecisive. When it comes to options, more is more for me. And that's why I love HelloFresh. It has 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from every week. And with busier fall schedules, I feel like you don't always have time to spare or time to like actually prepare a full meal. And with HelloFresh, you don't really need to spend all night in the kitchen whipping up like a homemade meal. They have their quick and easy recipes and 15-minute meals. And you can get a tasty, delicious, nutritious dinner on the table in less time than it takes to get takeout or delivery. I have been feeling so good lately. And I really think it's due to the fact that I've just been eating better and I've really been treating my body with so much love and respect and taking the time to cook for myself. And it's been so amazing and I can't recommend HelloFresh enough. You guys can go to hellofresh.com slash 50 miss and use code 50 M I S S for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. I feel like that's crazy. That's 50 miss at hellofresh.com slash 50 miss. You guys are going to love it. I love you so much. Bye. When you go throughout your day, are you mm. cooking every meal for yourself? And if not, like what are your meals looking like on a day to day? Are you eating the recipes you're developing? Like before? Yes. Now that I'm develop like developing for a cookbook, yeah. the, the whole, everything's fucked. Um, <laughs> I like, will go shit. like weeks where I'm just yeah. eating like food that I've purchased and like ramen and easy Mac, like just because I'm like, in the whole, like from an editing yeah. perspective and then other weeks I'll, it'll be like, I'm cooking every single meal because I'm recipe testing. Yeah. So lately it's just been like two extremes. Like either yeah. I'm cooking everything or I'm ordering everything. What is your like food orders of choice? Like, do you like mm. certain, like any fast casual places or are they all like yeah. local places? What are your faves? Um, I love to order sushi from whoever can get it to me the fastest because I Same. get like a vegetable roll. Yeah. Nothing crazy there. Um, I like kava. I do like sweet green as well. Like I like, I like a fast, too. fast casual situation, but most of the time there's like this, I, I know this place because it's in my neighborhood and it just has like a yellow awning and that's why I know, but it's like they have these cold Chezwan like chili oil noodles 
They're so, so freaking good, and I'll get that and bubble tea, and that's probably, like, my favorite takeout meal. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I love um, Iranian food, like, Persian food, so good um, for takeout. I also, what else? Thai food. Like, honestly, takeout, the options are endless. And then, like, I like to, like, explore, like, New York City's, like, yeah. restaurant scene. I mean, there's, like, so much shit opening all the time. So I'll do a mix of those, typically. What's your favorite restaurant in Brooklyn? Ooh, like classic, classic Roberta's. Love. Yeah. It's just you so good. Know. It's just so good. It's so good. It's when I saw, I think it was maybe Eater mm-hmm. put out a, an article about like your home base restaurants. Yeah. Like those places, it, maybe it wasn't Eater. Yeah. But it's like those places you're always going back to because even if it isn't like the best dining yeah, experience it's all the time, not, yeah. you just know. You just, I know that the pizza, the, like I get a famous original with hot honey. You know. And I just know it's not like well done and I know it's not going to be bad. Like You know I, you're going to I'm going to love, love it. it every I'm going to eat the whole thing. I will take the leftovers. Yeah. You know what I mean? That and their cucumber salad, like. If I'm eating those two things, You're I'm like fully and deeply satisfied. I love it. Yeah. Can we talk about your cookbook? Yes. Tell us all about it. I'm so excited. Uh, it's so crazy. It's like I've never worked on a project of this scale before. It's I mean, you you wrote a book. Well, okay. But- so different though. Like I sat around and like wrote my thoughts. I cannot imagine after going through what I went through last night to make one fucking pot of pasta, (laughs) recipe developing. If you told me create a recipe, wouldn't even know the first thing about starting. My thing is I truly don't know how anybody like does a cookbook without having like previous editorial experience. Like because of my editorial experience, I know how to organize like files for the like completion to production. Yeah. If I didn't know that. You'd be like. I'd be like. How how the hell yeah. do you organize any of this? Yeah. So that makes it easier, but nonetheless, it's still like an insane undertaking, like a hundred recipes, like get, writing those head notes, like making sure they all like fucking taste good. Like I want this to be, to work on a project this scale is like crazy. So it's like nuts. I want it to be the best thing I've ever created, like yeah. to this date. Like, and ideally it's something like future me is proud of. Mm. You know what I mean? That part I can't guarantee, but like at least I want today, like me today to be like, I'm doing the best, like the yeah. absolute best I can. So I'm definitely putting a lot into it. I think a lot more than a lot of other cookbook authors put into yeah. it, to be honest. Like, like that's what my publishers told me is she's yeah. like, oh, you are approaching this very seriously. And I'm like, yeah, like I really don't want like anyone to pick up this book, make something and be disappointed at the end. Like that would yeah. be the worst thing to me yeah. is that like somebody purchases this book trust me enough to make something and then they make it and don't like it like that would crush me no I'm like I'm excited for your cookbook because cookbooks are having a renaissance like oh, they yeah. had like a fall fall off moment <laughs> like the probably like honestly mid 2010s I yeah. feel like people were like not doing it but now they're so back in full swing uh, everybody loves a cookbook like yeah I have several cookbooks like yeah. I need to crack into them clearly <laughs> but I'm really excited for yours because like I I just want also to like knowing you to like be in your mind when I'm cooking something yeah. like, that's so special to I think, hope like, that like that comes through like yeah. I hope it feels narrative I hope like the recipes are good I hope nothing feels overly intimidating I'm like really excited for the photos that's like yes. ugh, I hope that they're like everything that I they're imagine gonna be gorgeous. More. yeah gonna be gorgeous. I hope so I'm so excited do about you my have photographer. a favorite like recipe that you can share with us that's oh. gonna be in there oh my god there's so many okay one comes to mind right now it's a so I'm sure you grew up on, like, chicken Caesar salad wraps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, obviously. They were, like, something that while I was in high school, like, people would order all the time. And, like, I I only eat halal meat. So, like, at yeah. school it was never something that I was able to eat. Yeah. Um, and on the same vein, the kind of, like, chicken wrap that I grew up with that I really enjoyed was shawarma. 
And so I love it. Kind of like combine both of the worlds there with that one. So it's like it's like got a Caesar meets tomb dressing for like romaine lettuce. I'm so ready. Shawarma chicken, French fries, and like a wrap. It's no, you're kidding me. I'm so in for that. I hope it makes it into the book, but I love that one. No, it needs to make it into the book (laughs) for some reason in college. Yeah. I went to college in Michigan. There was a thousand shawarma places, yeah. and I really got into it. For some reason, it was my hangover food of choice, okay. like a I mean, shawarma platter, yeah. like chicken, rice, uh, garlic sauce. Yeah. So fucking good. Like, so good. Amazing. Yeah. No, like, I cannot imagine the combination with the Caesar it's, salad. You're a genius. It's so good. I'm so excited about it. And it's so easy. Like, especially if, like, I make the fries optional, even though, like, highly recommend. Highly recommend. Highly um, recommend. But even without the fries, it slaps. It's so good. So, yeah, that's, like... That's the kind of stuff that I like. I hope people like see that recipe and are like, oh my God, I've had shawarma. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've also had this other thing and it feels nostalgic and like it's easy, not intimidating. And like you kind of know what you're going to get out of it. I'm so excited. Are there any like TikTok food trends that you've just been like, so like what the general fuck is this or on the (laughs) converse like that you've loved? Okay. What the general fuck is this is a hundred percent people shaving fucking peaches why like, are why, are sha- like why are we like microplaning? That? Like, yeah. are you joking? Like, the, the if it's not Parmesan thing. cheese, yeah, there's no way I'm spending 20 minutes like microplaning. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't no, understand I don't get it. Like, are we looking it. for a workout as well? No. Sometimes people on TikTok are doing the most to create the least. It's <laughs> like you could have just like cut it up or yeah. eaten it you regular. Blended it. I don't there's know. There's no reason to do this. No. So that's how I. That's how I feel about that one, for sure. I just have been seeing it incessantly, and I'm like, that seems like so much work. Like, I get... Yeah. What, like, literally, we're making granita. Yeah, like we're just making ma- granita. Yeah. The one that the one TikTok food trend I hated so much was the feta pasta. I don't know where my vendetta <laughs> came from. I was just like... That one, what, like, came with came in with a vengeance, No, that one came in and wanted to stay, and I was like, yeah, you're not part it of the really group. Stayed. You're going to be, like, out of here soon. And I was glad it was. I just didn't understand how it could be good. I mean, that's a I, that's a great question. Why were they baking it in the oven? I was always wondering. What <laughs> I think about- that people ba- like the fascination with roasting and baking comes from like the hands offness of it. Okay, like fair. If you could make your pumpkin pasta just by putting everything in a dish and putting it in the oven and then taking it out and then all you have to do is mix, yeah. you're like, oh, this is fucking easy. Yeah. So I think that's where like the obsession came from was like you're so simply right. how simple it was yeah. and hands off. But I agree with you. I was never, like, dying over it. I'm like, why are they putting it in the oven? I just didn't understand. Yeah. I, I just don't like the idea of pasta in the oven. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, I feel weird about it. I mean, the pasta, f- for what it's worth, never went in the oven. Well, okay, some of them did, though. <laughs> some of them did. You're like, you're wrong. Some of them, I think, did. Some of them, I think, did, were baking it. Like a full bake. Oh, really? Like a baked ziti vibe. Oh, that's weird. It's no. I love baked ziti though. That's also, a great just one. don't love the idea of feta cheese in pasta. Like feta, because feta doesn't melt like super. I guess that's maybe why they picked it though, because like it could combine with water, aka the juiciness of tomatoes. I like how we and say they picked it. We do not know who started. <laughs> I don't know who started it. We don't. We we don't align with them. We don't align with them. We're not. We don't support. We don't support. No. Um, but yeah. So. That one was weird. The one that I did like was that like crinkle cake thing. Did oh, you see that? Oh, I did see that. That one I liked and I made it and it you was good. You made it and it was, it was good. good. Yeah. Sometimes there are some good ones. But I love baklava. So like oh, that was like yeah, right so up my like, alley. Like filo dough. Yeah. I think dessert is a is a region that I'm not yeah. really ready for. It's complicated. Fair. If you're having trouble with, with the pasta, I would hold off. No, on. I'm going <laughs> to hold off on the fucking dessert. I have so much trouble too. And the thing is like I can't. 
in my brain, I'm like, you know what I should do is just try the easiest stuff first. But yeah. in my brain, I'm like, pumpkin vodka pasta, that looks so no, fucking good. That That is a good p- place to start. Pasta really teaches you a lot of basics about cooking. Okay, that's good to know. Yes. That's yeah. good to know. So You have two pots going at the same time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. There's a lot going on. There's a lot on. happening. There's a lot happening. If you want simple, stick to one pan. You're so right. You're so right. <laughs> so when is the book going to be out? Like, when can we expect yeah. to all have Honestly, our hands on a copy? Honestly, 20... Pre-orders will probably be next, like, this time next year, but spring 2025. Like, it's still far out. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's a long time out. Can you walk me through the process of recipe developing? Yeah. But maybe, like, let's do one where you, like, from the minute the inspiration inspiration okay. struck or strikes you, mm. like, where did you get that inspiration? Where do you, like, do you see an ingredient? How do you, how are you, like, oh, that would be amazing? Okay. And then... From there to getting it printed in the book. I feel like usually it happens, like, the inspiration starts in my mouth. Like, I will be eating something, and then it'll remind me of something else. Like, it, like, it'll be like a, a, for example, the other day I was, like, having yogurt and granola. And I was thinking about, like, I I was crunching on the granola, and it reminded me of the baklava I had, like, the day, day or two before. And I was like, this texture of this, like, maple syrupy granola this like honeyed granola reminds me of like the syrupy nuts that are in baklava yeah what if i just combined it and made like baklava granola and that's so from there then like i go into i do a lot of research i like to see like how other people approach these things what's the simplest way what's the most complicated way like do i want to net out somewhere in between do i feel like this much effort is like really worth it like efficiency is important to me so I do a lot of like research and then what I typically do is just write an ingredient list first so that's like my that's like my step one and then I'll like I'll like set some arbitrary sort of like markers like okay one cup of oats quarter cup of this based on like what I already know and then I'll go and try it. And from there, during the trial process, I'm making adjustments. And then depending on the result, I'll make more adjustments, make it again, make it again until I get it to a place where I'm like happy with it. And then once I'm happy with it, I will cook it one more time and pay attention to all of the little details. Like, did I really like, did it really take me 30 seconds to mix this, for example? Like, or did it take longer? Was I really on medium heat? Or do I need to be on medium yeah. low? Like did this actually take five to seven minutes or did it take nine to 11 minutes? Like those kinds of smaller cues that like, I think when you're unfamiliar with cooking are really helpful to feel like are exact. Yeah. So that's typically my process. And then from there I'll write a head note. And then from there I'll send the recipe to cross test, which is where like someone who's never seen it before, cooked it before makes it and we see how they like it and how it comes out based on my instructions. We'll edit the recipe depending on their feedback and then it's done, and then I'll think about how I want to see it photographed. I'll think about kind of the light, propping, all that kind of stuff. Do you ever get frustrated and abandon one midway through? Like, I feel like I would get to a place where, like, I couldn't... Like, maybe I would get to a place where I couldn't feel, like, tell what was missing or something wasn't working, and I would just be like, I need to step away. That's where other people's feedback is really helpful. So, like, I always want other people to be eating my stuff because, like, for sure, like... I could think something's great or the opposite and someone else might have a different opinion mm. and then like put it like taking that into consideration even if it's something as simple as like if someone else was there eating your pasta last night and like could tell you that it needed salt yeah definitively yeah like 
That's so helpful. Solved. Yeah. yeah. So in that way, it's really helpful to have people like testing. And that also comes from the cross test feedback as well. Like, yeah. Um, I also try and include like measured amounts of salt and stuff in my recipes. So there is no like confusion there. A dash, a pinch, um, to taste. A half teaspoon. Yeah. I know. To taste is a fake thing. I'm like, I know. I'm tasting it and I don't know. Like, I don't <laughs> know. I tasted the salt and I didn't know. I know. So the thing is like, you never know the skill level of the person cooking through your recipe. So, right. so like trying to consider that I think is important as well. So yeah, that's, I, I would say that's pretty much the process from start to finish. Who's like, in terms of your personal life, who's eating? Who's the first person that gets to try? Um, it's typically my husband who I would say has, his palate has gotten, has improved significantly Love since it. being married. Like now he can taste for salt. Which Amazing. is a huge, huge no, thing. I, I need it. I'm going to fucking find... Like, I'm going to tell it my boyfriend, so like, dumb, figure it out. But, like, the fact that he's like, I think this needs a little bit more salt. I'm like, yes. You're, you're like, thank so you. Right. Yeah. Like, when he can recognize it, because I can recognize, like, what's right or wrong with something pretty quickly now, having, like, I think worked that, like, muscle. But now that he can, and, like, I can affirm it, and I'm like, yes, yeah, correct. You're it right. does need you're more right. salt. It's like... I feel like a, like like so proud that yeah. you can tell. <laughs> oh my god, that's also really sweet. It's yeah. like he knows I mean, he's seen me like at restaurants and stuff. Yeah. If we're just like eating somewhere random, and like I have like my pocket Malden salt that I will yeah. put, like, and I'll put it on his too because I'm like I know need it, it needs yeah. it. Like you're gonna enjoy this more if I do this, so I'll just put it for him. And he can now like taste the difference. He's like, oh, you're right. That did that, that did need salt. it. Yeah, it completely transformed it. Yeah. What are some of your like? big inspirations for all areas of your life. Cause we were talking about before. I just, if, if you guys don't follow her on Instagram, you have to, like <laughs> you have such an eye for oh, like you. your own personal sense of style. And it's so beautiful and just like calming and colorful. And like, oh, there's something you. actually really nostalgic too about okay, your to whole vibe. Like it just makes me feel like a warm hug, someone who cares. Okay. It's very beautiful what are your inspirations? Like whether it's fashion, home decor, food, like who are those things or people that you look up to? This is so tricky because I feel like when you live in New York City specifically, like you're inundated by like shit hitting you all the time. And like you never know, like I'll think of things from that I like that someone that I spoke to three weeks ago that like will inspire a new thought. You know what I mean? Like we're just like so overstimulated with information here, like from whether that's like from literally our environment or being on your phone or like yeah. being in that environment on your phone. Like I feel like I'm constantly being inspired by so many different things. I love to eat at restaurants. I think that really inspires me because I can't make it that way. And a home cook won't make it that way. Mm. But like we can, I can like take from it what I think is possible for a home cook. So yeah. while you might've put like six different sauces on this one piece of fish, like I can think about the flavors combined of these six different sauces and maybe make one. Yeah. And, like, that's something that a home cook could do. So, like, that translation process between restaurant to, like, home kitchen is really, like, interesting for me to think about always. Otherwise, like, it's really... I'm definitely inspired by, like, the past. I think Mm -hmm. that, like, I think of um, things in, like, 20-year increments. Like, I feel like everything... And I don't know if this is, like, just, like, the trend cycle, but, like, like whatever you see, for example, let's take, like, 2000 to 2020 will show up again. Yeah. Like, so I, I look to the past a lot for inspiration on, like, flavors, ingredients, even, like, for example, like, capers, which were apparently something that people think of as, like, 
like a like a loser ingredient for lack Why? of a better word. I don't know. I love when they put them on a Caesar salad. I love capers, period. And now I think that they're like having a like a they're weird reason. Yeah, they're exactly. Having a but I think it was just about timing. They got overused at one point, so they fell off. And now because they fell off, people stopped using them, and so now they're exciting again. Yeah. And that's like everything mm. in life. So like even when it comes to design and all that kind of stuff, I just I think I gravitate towards beautiful things. Design has always been like really important to me. Yeah. Um and like as far as clothes go, like putting on like a nice outfit or thinking about my clothes in that way just genuinely makes me happy. Like yeah. if I don't do it, I feel like I like my day wasn't good. You know? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I feel like it's such a small thing too that people underestimate where it's like if you put on your athleisure and you go out and whatever, yeah. you're going to feel fine probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you, like, take time and energy and you like your outfit, you're going to be like, I'm on top of the fucking world. What's next? And that's how I feel about cooking, too. Really? Yes. Like, the same thing. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Like, if you feed yourself well, you'll feel like you're, like, capable. First of all, cooking is gives you, like, a sense of accomplishment at the end. You've taken all of these, like, things and made something else. Yeah. So, like, accomplishment already, like, boosts morale. Loving it. To, and then you're full. Like, what is, be, like, a better feeling of than, like, being full? Like, and not feeling... Like, I'm hungry right now. It's not good. Yeah. I don't like it. You don't like it. <laughs> no. And then you get, like, hangry, which I do. Yeah, which me is, too. Which like, is, so brutal. Yeah. But, like, you're so right. What is a better feeling than, like, finding ways to fill up your life? Yeah, exactly. So, like, just... Like, I think of putting on a good outfit the same way I think of, like, making some like something delicious. Like, they're, like, satisfactory in similar ways. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to play a little, like, quick rapid-fire questions game. Do you know... How much do you know about astrology? Are you, like, an astrology person? Yeah, Okay, good. (laughs) Good. What would you... What would you say is the zodiac sign of your book, if you had to give it one? Ooh. uh, Libra. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, my God. So she's (laughs) going to be, like, life of the party, but, like, balanced queen. That's what I want. I love it. What's your sign? Virgo. Okay, that I that checks out so much for me. Like it really, really does. Do you feel like your Virgo tendencies are the reason that you are such an organized person? Or yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I resonate I wish I was with my star sign like so much. It's I a love problem. it. Yeah. What's your favorite fast food? Uh, fish fillet from McDonald's. Really? Yeah, love it. What is it? What is it about it? The tartar sauce and the American cheese. I fucking love American cheese. I love that. <laughs> what is the best culinary experience you've ever had? Oh, God. This is so hard. I think seeing pe- like seeing the women in my family like cook for my sister's weddings in bulk <gasps> was like, is like something that stuck with me. I love that yeah. so much. They were like, would like gather, like as if like witches around a cauldron, like gather around these massive, like massive steel pots and just like make food for like 50, 100 people and like not even That's think amazing. twice about it. Like if I have to cook for more than six people, like I'm getting active anxiety. I love it. And they can just like do it. What is your favorite amazing. country or city to eat in? Istanbul. And why? Uh, it has that nostalgic feeling, but it's like, has like it's it feels like there's like the right balance of old and new city and relaxation like I just loved it I had such a good time there what's your comfort food of choice chocolate chip cookies do you have a recipe yes I do I'm gonna have to make them (laughs) I'm like a big slice but also yeah me too that's like what's in my fridge I love yeah I don't want to think about it if if I'm like trying to be comforted I probably don't want to do that much work (laughs) yeah Yeah. fair what is your favorite drunk food Mm, I don't drink 
Junk food. Oh, junk food. Um, Cape Cod chips. Flavor? If we're going to, like, okay, flavor, like, I usually will have plain Cape Cod chips with Red Hot on top. So oh. good. If you've never tried it, please. Oh, that sounds like such a game changer because it's, I love Red Hot. Yeah, you would die. I need to have it now. You do. You really do. If I can't do that, like, I'm out, like, I'll do Miss Vicky's Jalapeno Kettle Cooked Chips. Those okay. are also delicious. Love those. Yeah. So something spicy. Yeah. What is your favorite, like, fun drink? Mm, fun drink. I like a shrub really randomly. They're, like, because I don't drink, like, I feel like I grab, like, checking mocktail. out the, yeah, mocktail vibe, and it's very simple. It's, like, usually, like, vinegar, sugar, and some fruit. Yeah. So it's, like, has that acidic quality. I also love the Gia lime and salt. Oh, that one's the Gia's are so good. good. The Can You Forks <laughs> ones are good, too. I haven't had the cans. I've had, like, the can, like, straight can, and I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. What is the most overrated restaurant in New York City, if you had an opinion? Ooh. Overrated meaning it's good, but, like, why it's not that good? Or overrated meaning, like, it's not even good? It could be either. I'm so scared to answer this. I feel like I'm going to... Um, you don't have to, but I, I have my own opinions, but, like... I think Via Corota is overrated. Okay. No, I'll I see that. <laughs> I see that. I see that. I feel like it's, like, the food is good. It's not that good. Yeah. But I think maybe that's what draws people to it. Is it, it's like it's so simple that it's like it's also not super intimidating. Yeah, exactly. Do you think carbone like, is carbone? That pasta is similar, similar vein where it's good, but it's not like that good. But I think the experience of carbone is what makes people like so obsessed with it. Yeah. In terms of like it is, it is very like a, it is a unique experience. Yeah. And the the spicy rigatoni is good. It's good. I like parm just as yeah. much, but exactly. Yeah. What is the most underrated restaurant in New York City? Ooh, there's a really great Thai restaurant called Soothe. Okay. Um, it's it's not quite in the East Village, it's like north of that, but the food there is amazing. Okay. Yeah, really good Thai go. food. And then, what is like your favorite restaurant in New York City, or your perception of the best? The best. Hmm. I feel like it's constantly changing. I restaurant could also be in recent history just like somewhere where you went and you walked away being like that was really great okay let me think uh, honestly I was literally just talking to a friend yesterday about how like I haven't I haven't actually eaten good food this summer no way because yeah. you've just been on the grind or I just I don't know everywhere like any new place that I try and go to I just leave feeling like really yeah so that's fair I don't have any like off the top of my head I have a bunch that I want to try though so yeah I've been trying to experiment a little bit and not go to the same places because yeah. I feel like that's really, like, my wheelhouse is just, yeah. like, rinse and repeat, Fair. rinse and repeat. Yeah. And I'm like, I should try something else because <laughs> I, I like a lot of food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like um, bakeries and pastries and stuff? Love. Go to Radio Bakery. Radio Bakery. So freaking okay. good. That's probably I'm been, like, go. my favorite thing that's opened this summer. I love that. Yeah. Is there any food that you, like, absolutely hate? No. No, none. No, nothing. My only food that I don't like in the whole entire world, other than things I'm allergic to, is melon. No way. Watermelon and melon. And I've tried because I'm not a picky eater. I've wanted to what so badly it? in my life. I have no idea. It's just the flavor. Like, I can't. I've tried in a million different ways. I've tried it in salad. I've tried it in cocktails. I've tried it plain. I've tried it with salt. I've done anything you can imagine yeah, to try yeah, to get yeah. my, because I want to like it. It yeah. feels kind of like a flirty little thing to like, yeah. like on a summer day, like, like a watermelon feta salad. I want to fuck that oh, up. Like so prosciutto and Malone. I want yeah. that shit. Like I'm an Italian girly. Can't get behind it. I 
absolutely I'm despise it to shocked. a whole nother level. Like I can't even like sm- the smell of it grosses me out. Mm. I don't know why. That's so interesting. It's the only thing too. It's not like I'm like a it's picky like person. Cilantro. Maybe it's like a cilantro soaked jean kind it might of be. thing. I I know other people that like hate melon also abhor it. Like I think okay. there's there's either haters you, or lovers. Okay. That melon Fair. doesn't have like a middle. <laughs> In between. No, the, the fan there's the fans yeah. and there's the haters. I'm a fan. I love a fan. melon. Oh, watermelon? Yeah. Nothing like it. What would you say to picky eaters everywhere? Do you have any like <laughs> words of encouragement for them? Um keep on trying. Keep on trying. Yeah. I feel like they need to. <laughs> they need to. I like I have friends that are picky and yeah. I'm fine with the picky eater so long as they don't make it your problem. Yeah. What bothers me is when you know a picky eater and then you go to a restaurant and not for dietary reasons yeah. or whatever else, yeah, yeah, like yeah. legitimately don't like food and they can't find anything on the menu and then you feel like shitty that you picked no, that place. No, don't feel like shitty. First of all, I feel like being like a, a very picker, picky eater is like a little bit childish. I was going to say grow up, but like yeah. I one time said that on TikTok and people were like, some of us have dietary. Rest- I was like, That's it's different. not. That's it's different. not about that, girly. No, it's, it's, not. About, it's the about the people, the people that like, could eat it and just want to be refuse, yeah. and they'll only eat buttered noodles. Why? And honestly, if it's you, again, fine, but really, don't make it my problem. No, yeah, and I, that's what I'm saying. Don't feel guilty. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear like, about you don't it need too. To, like, you don't need to. I feel like you go out to dinner with a picky eater. You hear about how they can't find oh, anything I they know. like. I'm like, shut up. It's also like, <laughs> especially as, like when you're like you come from like a family that's in restaurants. I work in food, like. It it does like hurt you in a different way yeah. when people don't like food. Yeah, you're like okay, sorry, like, like, sorry, like sorry, your life must suck if you yeah. don't like to eat. Like I don't. What know. What are you we doing? Seriously, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, tell everyone where they can find you, <laughs> where they can keep up with you. Yeah, I'm mo- honestly my TikTok game has fallen off, but I'm mostly on Instagram right now, and that Love too it. with my book schedule, I'm like half-ass posting. But so. they can find your recipes yeah my recipes are on my website zainabisa.com well thank you so much for coming thank i'm gonna take me. all your words of wisdom <laughs> to heart like i really i think i'm gonna be on a journey now <laughs> thank you so much thank you for having me bye guys bye